Carly, welcome to Pillows on the Windows. Thank you. Yeah, this is a podcast where we talk about movies, Carly. I like them. Are you ready to do a deep dive? Yes. We don't usually do this, but I did do a bunch of research beforehand, and I'm going to oh. try to talk through the HBO Max situation with you. Mm-hmm. Are you Warner ready? Warner Brothers. Yes, this is the big kerfuffle right now. Usually we're just like, I watched Megan, it was good. <laughs> I like it when they talk. But this is going to be a little more awesome. Ooh. You're going to learn something today, listener Ooh. at home. Let's start at the beginning, Kai. Yes. I have a lot of sources and stuff. HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, that is its own mess. <laughs> yeah. Just in itself, yeah. HBO Max is... HBO's on-demand streaming service. Mm-hmm. HBO is owned by AT and T, which owns Warner Media. Yes. And HBO Max launched on May twenty seventh of this year. And when HBO Max launched, it was like pretty widely understood, I think, as having maybe the best library. Okay, that's not in my notes anywhere, but I'm going to add that in. Okay, Carly <laughs> okay. Phillips. I feel like that's important for the rest of it because things didn't go quite right, even though the potential for them to be great right. was there. And I was looking at news stories from when HBO Max started, and the big thing was like, Friends is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Do you want to watch Friends? Well, and like all of the Studio Ghibli movies, which hadn't had like a good home in my understanding so that was a big one have you hmm, i wonder if that is the dub of those movies or if it's like and we have the sub version i wonder i would imagine they have to have the sub right well that's a weird one because we're just talking about things we don't know but that's a weird one because (laughs) disney was like the distributor in the u.s was my understanding of a lot of those movies but they're not on disney plus oh interesting don't know how that works but uh hbo now is a service. Max. HBO Max. Because HBO Now. Oh my God. Yes. Was the thing before HBO Max, right? Oh, you're talking about HBO Go. HBO Go. No, you're talking about both because those both existed. <laughs> and HBO TV was also a service. So <laughs> the HBO family of streaming services is this uh, nightmare, Byzantine, like you have to do the red yarn to try to figure out what happened here. But, and I'll do that for you right now. HBO TV (laughs) was for people who subscribed to HBO through their cable company. And it was HBO shows as well as some movies. You with me so far? Mm -hmm. And you could access it through the HBO go app. Mm -hmm. Some HBO TV subscribers got access to HBO max Depending on their cable company. When? When it launched, I think. Okay. Um, but it sounds like the HBO Go app lived on past that point. It just had a small subset of the HBO Max content. Well, that's the thing, right? Where like I couldn't have HBO Max because I have Roku. So I was using the old service. HBO until very recently. HBO now. Oh, okay. Right. That's what you had. What's the was, difference between now and go? 
HBO Go is an app through which you could access HBO TV. But you can also do that on Now. <laughs> but HBO Now is like their Netflix competitor, I think, where it's like, okay. this costs a lot of money and you can watch Friends or whatever was on HBO Now at the time. But that's where like, like one of my favorite shows this year, I May Destroy You, Okay, every would air on like HBO every Sunday and Sunday night it was available on HBO Now. But not HBO Max? Well, I didn't have HBO Max. Right, because of Roku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it would have been on Max, yes. So H... Okay, yes. So, to boil it down, HBO Max replaced HBO Now, except in places where HBO Max was not available. And so HBO Now stuck around? Because... Am I... Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I I believe it was primarily what Amazon Fire Stick and Roku were the holdouts. This sucks, by the way, this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, sure. OK, so basically what was happening is like I was paying the same amount that other people were paying for HBO Max, which has a ton more stuff. But I was stuck on now for the whole summer and right. fall uh, because they didn't deal with or didn't have a deal in place with Roku before they launched. Okay. Which messed up HBO Max big time and uh I think is a primary driver for everything that happens after. Okay, sure. Right. Should also mention HBO Now and HBO Max both cost $15 a month mm-hmm. compared to what Disney 7 Netflix is like 18 now for some reason if you want 4K yeah. or something which I don't even have. But that's how mooching works is I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, but if you want to watch Game of Thrones or The Big Bang Theory, you're looking at $15 a month if you don't have NBC, I guess. And I don't get how any of this works, Car. Why is Big Bang Theory on HBO now, <laughs> Max? I don't know. I NBC no has Hulu, don't they? And Peacock? Hey, well, no, they have Peacock. They're not part of Hulu. Didn't they start Hulu? Because I remember Alec Baldwin being all 30 rock and being like, we have this brand new technology. It's Hulu. And that was like 10 years ago. Disney owns Hulu now. Christ. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. I think Fox was Hulu before. That's probably right, because then there was the Disney Fox deal. I definitely remember when Hulu launched 30 rock being part of the advertising for it and it being like and you can watch new office episodes the day after they air <laughs> and people are like but i have to watch ads with it so that's hulu but we're talking about hbo max yes, now. yes okay so hbo has this new ish streaming service or they're replacing their streaming service from 2015 with a new rebranding slash like content portfolio right yeah they took hbo now added a ton a ton of stuff redesigned and that's hbo max okay is there anything you want to mention about this before we jump to where things start going off the rails with theaters i guess just that hbo max like i've only had it for a couple of days now but i really really like it i feel like i would have 
been watching it if I had access to it. Like, I use HBO. HBO is probably the platform I use the most at this point, most consistently. Um, And that was the scaled down version. And I think the general consensus is that um, as a platform, HBO Max really wasn't performing as people had hoped. Um, And that could be due to the fact that there's just a million streaming services right now, but a lot of people think it's just because people didn't have access. I mean, Roku is one of the most used, whatever you call it, I don't know. Yeah. Pieces of crap technologies that have been lasting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, so I feel like that's important. What is, what is the other road to it then? Just like your video game console or like how do you watch it if you Apple don't use... TV, I feel. Sure. Is one of them. Which um, is crazy because they have their own service. I don't yes. get any of this car. <laughs> what a tangled web. It really, really is. Um, yeah. I would like to add, before we get to the theater stuff, a little movie called Trolls World Tour uh, uh-huh. came out this spring and they were like, oops, we're just going to put this on video VOD, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just a little hint of what's to come, a little bit of precedence in this. That was on HBO? No, I'm just saying there was a major movie this year. That launched during the pandemic, and they were like, "We're not putting this in theaters. We're just putting this on the internet for you." Yes, at home. yes, and that did very well. Yes, from my understanding, and Tenet came out and did not well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Christopher Nolan was all like, "They made me do it. They made me put it in theaters." I was like, "Whatever, Christopher." That no, he wanted it in yeah, theaters. There's like so much, <laughs> so many interviews of him being like, "It's gonna be in theaters." It's about theaters. Uh, <laughs> okay, so jump ahead a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Give me the time range. Where are we? Ooh, um, I'm pulling from this Variety.com article, which was published on November 18th. Okay. Wonder Woman 1984 to debut mm-hmm. both on HBO Max and in theaters. Okay. Can I read the quote? Yes. This is from Anne Sarnoff, chair and CEO of Warner Media Studios and Networks Group. Mm. She says... As we navigate these unprecedented times, we've had to be innovative in keeping our businesses moving forward while continuing to super serve our fans. Super serve. This is an amazing film that really comes to life on the big screen. And working with our partners in the exhibition community, we will provide that option to consumers in the U.S. where theaters are open. Mm -hmm. We also want to give them the option to see Wonder Woman 1984 via our HBO Max platform. So is that when they announced it'll be up Christmas Day for free? For free via the subscription, right? Yeah, but that's when they announced that you're saying like that's when they said, OK, it'll, it'll just be on the platform for you to watch. Um, yes. OK. And internationally, where HBO Max is not available, Wonder Woman will premiere in cinemas one week earlier on December 16th. Right. OK. Film will stream on HBO Max for a month at no additional cost. And for a month. I think is key also. Yeah. You can watch it for a month. After that, it will continue to be in theaters. But you won't be able to stream it. Until it's really streaming. Yeah. Which like that gets into weird stuff later. Um, (laughs) But this that really was like an important one, I think. Right. Like that was what is that like the only one in that sort of grouping of movies of huge, huge movies that were supposed to come out this year. Yeah. um, That is just going 
right away to streaming. I yeah. guess in some theaters, but there's no delay. Right. Yeah. Yes, that seemed like, oh, it's real now. Oh, yeah, like Marvel didn't do that. Right, exactly. They were just like, I don't know, this movie will next year, maybe. Yeah. And there's pluses and minuses there also. But then, Carly, mm-hmm. the bomb drops. Mm-hmm. December 3rd, 2020, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's birthday and also a press release from Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers Pictures Group announces innovative hybrid <laughs> distribution model for its 2021 theatrical slate. Yeah. Today, the Warner Brothers Group... Oops. Today, the Warner Brothers Pictures Group announced that it is committed to releasing its 2021 film slate via a unique, consumer-focused distribution model in which Warner Brothers will continue to exhibit the films theatrically worldwide while adding an exclusive one-month access period on the HBO Max streaming platform in the U.S. concurrent with the film's domestic release. Blah, 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 4K... HDR, HBO Max, and the list of films included in this, according to this Warner Brothers press release, I guess, um, The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, which looks terrible, (laughs) Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, which looks terrible, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which looks terrible. In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy, which I assume looks terrible. The Suicide Squad, hmm. Mm. Reminiscence, Malignant, Dune, The Many Saints of Newark, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4. Yeah, I feel like maybe at least the ones that stick out to me there are Dune and The Matrix 4. And Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. I guess the eighteenth so conjuring film, <laughs> yeah. featuring Annabelle from the Annabelle series and the oh, nun. God. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's like these are the movies we're putting out next year. They're going to be on HBO Max the same day they come out in theaters for one month yeah. each. Yeah, I guess like I the Dune thing really feels insane. Okay. Like, I I don't know if this is just, like, my specific view on things, but that is both fits in the category of, like, so many people I think are going to see this movie. And, like, it's a possible, like, awards contender for stuff. Like, it feels so uniquely positioned in (laughs) both ways. You're optimistic, but I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That one just feels so crazy that, like, it's just, yeah, it's going straight to a streaming service. Yeah, that's probably the highest profile movie to do this, right? Since or yeah. until. Yeah, I, I mean, there is like the very strong contingent of people that are so excited about The Matrix 4. Me! Um, yeah. Yes. And that, yeah, for, I guess not similar reasons, but just like, the idea of like people have waited so long for this, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. And then it's just going to like be in your lap. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm for it, I guess, before we jump into all this stuff. But uh, let's hear what Christopher Nolan has to say. Yeah. <laughs> so Christopher Nolan has kind of emerged as the biggest uh, critic of this whole move, I would say, unless you know of somebody else. No, but, I think biggest critic and biggest doofus as well. 
Yeah, he (laughs) reading through some of the stuff, I think he. I think maybe his heart is in the right place. I just think he's not. It doesn't seem like any of these quotes are like a prepared statement. It just seems like people keep asking him what he thinks and he's just kind of talking and it doesn't actually it doesn't feel prepared or researched or anything. He's just kind of giving his, you know, opinion spur of the moment type of thing. But it also evolves over time, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but let's start at the beginning, I guess. I have this Hollywood reporter story. Christopher Nolan rips HBO Max as <laughs> worst streaming service, denounces Warner Brothers plan. This was the 7th of December. So four days after this. Really? I forgot it was that long. It felt like he just said it like right away. But yeah. He's yeah. been talking about kinds of this. He says, <laughs> some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find that they were working for the worst streaming service. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. The, okay. Like, this is where it starts to get complicated. Um, I think maybe the most notable part of all of this to me is the fact that they just didn't tell people ahead of time. Um, like in general, I think if we're isolating it to 2021, I think this is a really good idea. Like they're, they are still releasing them to theaters. So maybe in the second half of the year when hopefully things look a little bit better, if people want to go to the theater, they can do it. If they want to watch it at home, they can do it. Like that's kind of what we were asking for, for all of 2020. Um, but I don't think a huge company treating the creatives, uh, really, really, really poorly is a good thing to do. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Crappy to me. I have some thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, first of all, Christopher Nolan is a director of films who has worked with Warner Brothers since 2002. Um, the bad. Yeah, he has like a very specific sort of contract with them, I think. Ooh. Like, I think, oh, I forget the nature of it, but he can, I think he was locked into just working with them. And I don't know if there's like specific fear or like cost structures or something around it, but they theoretically had a really good relationship. Okay. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> this, no. Yeah, now this it sounds like really they have a very bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't understand uh, business contracts, but I would assume there had to be something in the contracts the creatives had with Warner Brothers that allowed them to do this, or else this, I feel like the tenor of this conversation would be completely different. So here's the thing. I looked that up because I was curious okay. about it, and it fits in the same category as how a ton of corporations and companies are screwing people over right now, which is the force majeure clause in contracts, which is like the act of God thing. Yeah, that's Um, when an avalanche comes down and and the COVID counts as an act of God, I guess. So they're just able to do whatever. Okay, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Um, Man, Christopher Nolan. Um, Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out everywhere, both in theaters and in the home, and they are dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. This 
I believe you that this sucks for and Christopher Nolan does not have a movie coming out next year. So this isn't this is him speaking as like an observer, basically. And yes. he even acknowledges some of that. He's like, I don't this doesn't really affect me. I'm just speaking up for these people. Um, this of all of his tacts through this, I don't think this one hits at all. Agreed. I think this is a smart business decision, I think. Yes. I don't think this is going to lose them a bunch of money. I think it's going to lose theaters a bunch of money, but that's not what he's saying. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the alternative is HBO Max continues to be sort of a flop, which is what would happen. And I like everyone, I think, is very correctly pointing out this is probably to save HBO Max. Um, Like even I was reading something that the exact structure of this, like doing it on the monthly schedule is obviously very purposeful. You get charged on a monthly schedule. So if you can stay on month to month, because about one thing is going to come out per month that you're excited about. There you go. Um, So it's to save HBO Max. And also, I don't know, like how long are people going to actually wait for Dune? Like it just, it loses its luster after we've been thinking about it for how many years? How, what exactly do you mean by that? I guess it's just like, I don't like, maybe Wonder Woman is a better example because it's so like it's involved in that larger universe where it's just like, it, there feels like there's some sort of time limit on these things where it's like, if that comes out at end of 2021, are people going to have the same feelings about it that they would have had when it was supposed to come out? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. The Marvel fiasco or situation where it's like, how late can we push out Black Widow before? People Which they're play? notably not really doing. OK, I think it's supposed to come out early spring or something. Oh, 2021. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I have a real bad feeling about when a quarter of people have the vaccine and it's like, yep. we're back in business. baby. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but then Christopher Nolan's, I don't have his exact quotes for this, even though I probably should, but he kind of had the statement where it's more, he's standing up for people who would have gotten paid if this had gone to theaters right. in a different way because of this thing called profit participation. Yeah. Which I Which is like understand. the more money it makes in theaters, the more. Right. The, yeah. Like there is a situation and I, I am not qualified to talk about this really, but you theoretically are withholding theoretical residuals from people who were maybe not starring or, you know, directing this film, but worked in some sort of technical aspect or as an extra or catering or however, however that works, you know, there's all these roles associated with filmmaking and they would get some percentage of the theatrical revenues that now they will not get because either well they'll get maybe some amount because they're still coming to theaters but they're not going to get what they would have beforehand which really stinks that's awful (laughs) like that is really not cool and like if companies were nice what they would do is they would find a way to make up for that but companies aren't cool so they won't do that yeah it sucks but it's a problem for this year because otherwise filmmaking stops. I mean, that's not entirely true. I don't think like I, I, it's impossible, I think, to look at how this affects 
theaters moving forward. Like, certainly it's not good. Is it apocalyptic? I don't know. But I mean, as time goes on, things will continue to go to streaming platforms more and more. That's inevitable. And like, what does that do to people's contracts in that way? Like, if they're not making money from the theatrical experience, like, are they being compensated well to make up for that? Like, Lord knows. That's kind of what I mean, though, is just like this is a problem because these people were expecting something to happen and it's not. Mm. And that yeah. sucks for them. But that situation is not going to just continue forever now. They're, the way contracts are written will change. Yeah. They have to or else people won't make films anymore because they can't hire anyone because nobody's getting any money. And it seems like Netflix will pay you some money to make something that's not coming to theaters. So obviously there's still money being spent in the space so right it is so much weirder though that like if hbo keeps any semblance of this which it feels like they might like this some sort of hybrid model might be a more permanent thing like that sort of math and figuring out what that looks like for everyone seems really really complicated yes that sucks but also like the prom got made (laughs) and it wasn't a big deal even though it didn't come to theaters like those people still got paid even though there was no theatrical residuals from that movie but that was netflix right yeah but i just mean so they knew the whole time right but that's what i'm saying going forward people will figure this out i don't think it's gonna nuke the film industry necessarily but i I get why it sucks right now for these people who had contracts yeah I have some more Christopher Nolan quotes as we go. Forward. <laughs> um, Hollywood Reporter. Um, oh, this is from. No, I'm sorry. This is not from Christopher Nolan. This is the day of December 3rd. The head of AMC Entertainment and Theaters, mm. Adam Aaron, reacting to this. Clearly, Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. Understandable that he would say. As for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner Brothers Brothers does not... (laughs) He says Warner, sorry. That Warner does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business. As this issue gets sorted out, we are nonetheless encouraged that vaccines protecting society at large against the coronavirus are very much at hand. So it is our expectation that moviegoers soon will be able once again to delight in coming to our theaters without any worry, viewing the world's best movies safely in our big seats, with our big sound, and on our big screens. I love when something turns into an ad. Yeah, well, I understand the position. I mean, his his business is dying before him and he's like, he's got the paddles and he's like, clear. And he's like trying to get it going back. Um, I... (laughs) <laughs> not a great pitch i feel like we have big sound yeah come to our theaters i don't know i don't know i i know running a theater right now must suck but i don't they need to come up with a better pitch to people is my takeaway from this whole thing this seems very um very like uniquely uh, impactful to like an AMC. Like these sure. are the movies that the AMC boys. shows. Yeah. Right. Whereas right. like, I think this af- obviously still affects smaller theaters because smaller theaters do still show some of these movies, but yeah. 
that feels like more of a bellwether thing and just like where's sure. the industry going whereas like for these huge chains uh yeah it feels catastrophic for them probably right right yeah. well yeah i mean their business model is just like disappearing underneath them and <laughs> sucks. God. but screw them and just I guess every is time position. one of these announcements <laughs> comes out they must just oh god i can't even imagine yeah here's a wrinkle mm-hmm HBO Max is only available in the U.S., mm-hmm. which means these movies will get full theatrical releases everywhere that is not here. I mean, to be clear, they will still go to theaters here. They will, but they will not yeah. be available digitally in any country except the U.S. Right. OK. At launch, which I feel like uh, softens the blow a little bit on this. Like yeah. China is still going to go. China ticket sales will probably be very good yeah. if it's a movie that they would see. Anyway, um, I, I I wrote wow, 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 wow at the end of this paragraph, <laughs> and I'm going to read it real quick here. This okay. is also from The Hollywood Reporter. After touting the success of the PVOD release of Trolls World Tour in March, Universal was threatened by AMC with a ban that would bar the studio's features from playing the nation's largest theater chain. In July, the studio and exhibitor revealed a landmark partnership that allows Universal's movies to be made available on premium video on demand in the U.S. after just 17 days of play in cinemas with AMC sharing in the PVOD revenue. I thought that was crazy. So AMC is making money off of streaming or off of digital video. What? And that window is so reduced. I forget what the typical yeah. window is, but it's so much longer than that. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy to me. That just shows like the weird like movie theater or movie studios are a shark. And then AMC is like the little feeder fish that's on its fin and they can't survive <laughs> without each other. And it's got to give them little scraps when it can, because otherwise it will die off. And so would the shark. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and this is when I start to get, like, really bummed out about... Just so many of these decisions feel like it's just going to come down to, like, a few big players, and that's going to decide absolutely everything, and that is, like, super upsetting. Like, I I can't imagine, like, a smaller theater chain is going to be able to make some sort of deal with... Warner, you know, what <laughs> yeah, I mean? like to that's get just some not... of that, some of right? That exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen, right? Yeah, they're making their own streaming services for some godforsaken reason. <sighs> well, probably that exact reason, too. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, that's literally probably exactly it. Oh, uh, I don't know. <sighs> but Carl, let me throw this at you. Okay. In an essay in Variety, Dune director Denis mm-hmm. Villeneuve wrote, "With this decision, AT and T." has hijacked one of the most respectable and important studios in film history. There is absolutely no love for cinema, nor for the audience here. It's so interesting because he might be 100% correct. It just so happens, though, that this move that was 100% just made based off of financial concerns is also the responsible thing to do. So, like... yeah. I completely AT&T disagree comes with him. away looking good because it's uh, responsible for public health. But that yeah. isn't I'm sure that wasn't a factor even like the factor was uh, phones. Yep. <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> <Phones>. <laughs> money. Right. 
that's the yeah. whiteboard at the studio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This notion that cinema isn't real if it's on your TV is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I every time a director like this says that, I'm like, what? Your movie is in theaters for a couple months and then it lives yeah. on people's TVs. Right. Stupid. I'm talking about, yeah. of course, to Chris I think Noel. there's a lot of... I don't know. It's just like people are never going to respond positively to this. I think the fact that it was handled so poorly is even more reason for people to respond negatively. And like if people are trying to get out of any whatever agreements they already have, like if does it help them to be like public about their uh, discontentment, I guess, which it feels like maybe is part of what's going on. Well, just it's so... It's so fuddy-duddy. There's absolutely yeah. no love for cinema. What are you saying about, you know, Queen's Gambit or, you know, right. uh, was the, uh, what's, God, the movie we talked about last year that was nominated for the Oscars by the guy who did Harry Potter 3. <laughs> Roma? Roma? That was two years ago. Okay, sure. But yeah. I think there's a love for cinema in Roma, even though it came to Netflix. Like, what is what is Denis saying here? I don't understand. There is absolutely no love for cinema, nor for the audience. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I this whole situation is making directors look bad, I think, in general, because it just is revealing. There's the people who got on board you know, there's the people who realize the ship was turning and they're like, OK. And then there's the people who start like running for the lifeboats and screaming their heads off. And I feel like we're seeing where that delineation is happening. Yeah, like I really I do think it's like very. Uh, revealing, but I also I just have a hard time like they were they didn't have a chance to absorb and talk it out before this you know what i mean Where like they absolutely should not be running to whatever media source and like just saying crazy stuff that doesn't make sense but also like yeah they're this is i'm sure they're extremely extremely pissed off and with some pretty decent reason yeah but don't use my enjoyment of cinema as your justification for that because it is not you are not capturing how most people feel when you talk about this. I wish they would talk personally instead of talking about the art form of cinema or how people, how it's not helping people who people, Christopher Nolan should not be talking about how this is helping people when his movie right. came out in theaters this year. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. That's insane. Like <laughs> to ignore the public health uh, portion of this is yeah. crazy. I also think just swap in the word theater for cinema. You know what I mean? Like it, it is they are completely within their right to be like, this is hurting theaters because it is. And they care about that. So that's fine. That's not what cinema means to me. Right. Though. Exactly. OK. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. he why talk about it as like an art form versus like a an experience and a business that you care about. Because I think to them it is an art form, though. I think they're saying exactly what it sounds like they're saying. Yeah. I think that's what Christopher Nolan is saying. Yeah. He's saying I make movies for theaters, I don't make them for your TV at home. And I think that's right. nonsensical. Yeah, I, I mean, there's like the very fine difference where it's like he makes movies so that people can see them in theaters is maybe like the more 
nuanced way of saying it where like yeah, yeah. he knows obviously at a certain point it is just going to be seen at a home but yeah. he wants that opportunity there sure which notably this isn't taking away that opportunity what it's doing is giving people the choice of do they want to right. see it that way right and that's bad to them and yeah i guess i can understand it but. yeah like it's <laughs> yeah. it's this is such a weird thing of like i don't i i think at&t did some bad stuff mm. yeah but like i said they made the morally right decision <laughs> yeah even though it wasn't based on morals yes yeah they basically ripped the band-aid off <laughs> and they're like deal with the pain it had to yeah. be done and here we are uh one thing that i do want to <laughs> sneak in there uh yeah. still about nolan is um i think the maybe the best part of all of this was when uh was it like a representative from Warner Media like said Tenet is one of the reasons why we did oh, this? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Which is so funny. Not a great movie either. Yeah. Uh, oh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. That's about all I got. I got more Christopher Nolan quotes, but it's it's you know <laughs> it just goes on. Yeah. Oh man. It's really also just like uh, uh, it feels maybe like with that shark and feeder fish analogy, <laughs> there's maybe some reason for these directors to uh, defend theaters because it's all part of the same pot and they're all dipping their fingers in the pot. You know what I'm saying, Car? Well, I like I don't Money's know not to say hands. that the new Space Jam movie isn't art and true in some way. But yeah, this especially is like the these aren't uh, like indie filmmakers strictly motivated by passion or creativity. Like there's yeah. a lot of money tied up in all of these. Sure. Yeah. If I was an indie film, well, I would want my movie on as uh, as widely available as possible. If I was an indie filmmaker, I don't know how that works money wise. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think those are probably also a lot of the same people that care a lot about theaters, though. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt your street cred to put your movie on Netflix, you know? No, but it, I don't know. Like, it's a principle, right? It's just like, but it, I don't under, you care about it or this not. Is this like weird, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's like, I can't really think of a comparison because we don't treat any other art form in this weird way where you have to go somewhere. <laughs> to oh, concerts, though. I feel like that's the. You're not. I suppose. Yeah. But they're or like they're... museums or. Yeah. Like ballet plays musicals. OK, but if somebody was like, um, if you're looking at art on your computer. You're not experiencing. There's a little bit, maybe. That's even, uh, that's more acceptable to me that you can only truly appreciate art, you know, there. Yeah. Because a movie at a theater is them just showing it on a screen. Like, there's no difference at all between what you're seeing there, except that at home you have more control and it's probably not going to get all messed up or have a weird flickering blue line on it or something. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Baker. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, yeah, I guess I can, it's just, it really feels all fuddy-duddy that people are like treating theaters, especially now that everything is digitally broadcast. Like they just download the movie and then, you know, there's no film 
happening anymore. It's weird. Yeah, but you're also talking to someone who doesn't like movie theater. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I don't know how to define all of the reasons why I love going to movie theaters, but sure. I do. And like, I miss that part of my life sure. um, and I want them to succeed and I want to continue to be able to see things in theaters. I don't know if that or like, I, I guess I don't know to what extent this continues to ruin that prospect. Um, but it's all I, I it's fair for people to want their thing to be seen in a way that they care about, I think. Um, yeah. And I'm sure they are balancing that with like, hey, if Netflix offered me a bunch of money and the opportunity for a bunch of eyes to see it. Yeah. I, I'm sure they consider that as well. Um, hmm. And like, I mean, that's I think 2020 is a really good sort of example of a lot of that, because a lot of the. Since there weren't all of these big blockbusters uh yeah. the focus has been more on indie movies um sure. and not all of them have come out like yeah no man land is kind of waiting minari is kind of waiting but yeah. like first cow came out the one you love very much um dick johnson is dead i think is a good example where that was like a really small filmmaker that it went on to netflix and that's absolutely insane yeah. um i don't yeah that's just very cool to me i guess yeah um, and because of all that, like, those are the primary conversation drivers at this point, even though Tenet came out. That seems better to me. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that better? I mean, that's better, but that's going to be different next year. Once all of these huge movies actually do come out, then people won't be forced to watch the other stuff. But they'll still exist and they'll be more available to someone like me than they would be otherwise, because I don't have your quirky little... I'm not trying to be like derisive. Your small theater yeah. that would show never, rarely, sometimes, always or yes. something. Yeah, I think that is a crucial part of this is just like how incredibly difficult it is for most of the country to see uh, those types of movies. Impossible. That just like really sucks. Yeah. Midsummer didn't come to town, right? Is my Oh, it might have. I know Hereditary have. did for sure. Yeah. But that was like yeah. a, a, for some reason, like Midsummer feels like this borderline movie where it seemed like it was hard to see in a theater, even though it's a fairly major filmmaker. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but that's also just like such the thing of, I don't know. Yeah. That it, it's weird because it's like, I feel like those theater chains in smaller towns, it's just like 50 showings of whatever star Wars movie right. every single day. Like they, yeah. they could Show some other stuff. I don't know. That just stinks. They won't, yeah. though, because they're already suffering. They're already, you know. How do they know that there's no appetite for it? That just seems crazy. Because there's no appetite for, like, the big stuff either. I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I mean, there must be because we still have a local movie theater, but right. it doesn't seem like it's doing great. And I don't think it's showing First Cow. You would get, like, one screening, maybe. Of, like, yeah, but even that, like even just to having I can think of like the theater and there's yep. that one really small one. They could just have whatever <laughs> cool indie Ouch. movie playing in the really small one all the time. I don't know. I just don't. But you can watch it at home. I don't. Why would you go to this like big dingy movie theater to watch <laughs> it? I, that's the part where I lose the plot on it. There's this incredible one of the movie theaters I went to all the time in Boston had the smallest screening room I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. And it was so funny every time because it was like it it was kind of the least ideal uh yeah. circumstance you could have, but I still loved it. 
there's like train tracks running through. The <laughs> there was a water fountain in the theater, and I don't know why. <laughs> in case of fire. Yeah. Okay. Oh, lordy. So we love film, I guess, is what to take away from that discussion. Uh, yeah, I mean, like HBO Now is probably going to be. Max. God, Jesus Christ. HBO Go. Max is probably going to be really successful. Yeah. Um, I'll watch Wonder Woman at some point. I'm excited for Dune. Sure. We have reached the point where if you cut cable, you're paying just as much as you were paying for cable to watch all these stupid streaming channels. Totally. But it is better because I can go and choose things. I'm not just force fed. You can choose things that are on the services you pay for. But if they're not, then you can't. Then you're not choosing. You're just, you know, you're at the buffet and you have to take everything. Except you have to pay for everything at the buffet. So it's the worst buffet (laughs) in the world. Carly, mm-hmm. what else is going on? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I was just going to say the first yeah. thing that I watched on HBO Max yes. uh, has been Search Party, which is a TV show, not a movie, um, <sighs> but it's really charming and okay. I recommend it. What's it about, Car? It's Aaliyah Shawcott is the oh. um, main character and John Early, who's like one of my favorite comedians, is also in it and he's very, very funny. Um, and it's like, she is this sort of, uh, stuck, like, I don't know, like 27 year old living in New York. Her job kind of sucks. Her relationship isn't great, et cetera. And a girl they went to college with, but weren't close with goes missing. And it becomes like her purpose in life to figure it out. And hijinks ensue. Oh, I love hijinks. Like fun hijinks or like murder hijinks? Both. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Parker Posey has an amazing cameo in it as a cult leader. Incredible we stuff. Love Parker Posey. <laughs> we do love Parker Posey. Um, yeah, so that's how HBO Max has been serving me. Hmm. It's something that I've because it's in like the fourth season or something now, and I, I've been wanting to watch it the entire time that it's existed. Yeah. Um, it feels nice to finally do that. Oh, it feels nice. This is <laughs> we're not sponsored here, folks. This is pirate radio, and you know what? I think HBO Max sucks, and you shouldn't pay for it. Yeah. You know what? When Netflix pops up that screen that says, hey, we're going to charge you $18 a month starting soon, say, cancel my Netflix subscription, screw you, and then do the middle finger emoji seven times. This is all previewing the least bad streaming service conversation. Oh my God, I'm so excited for Peacock to win the least bad streaming (laughs) service. I have Peacock now, but it's free if you just want some of the stuff. And there's commercials, I think. Commercials? Yeah. You know, YouTube has commercials. Nobody ever complains about it. Yeah, they suck too. I hate the thing where I, when there's two, if you forget to skip the first one, yep. then you have to watch all of yep. the second one. You probably don't know what kind of soap you're using. That's yeah. my. That's the commercial I get. <laughs> you don't even know what's in your soap, stupid. <laughs> that's a cool voice. Um, jigsaw car. Yes. Okay. Uh, Very similar reaction for me to the third Blair Witch movie. Yeah. Yep. 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 Totally, totally, like, totally. Okay, they get it, and this is fun, and I'm glad this exists. Yeah, I had a real moment of oh no, oh no, okay. in the first like two minutes because okay. the guy at the very beginning is maybe the worst actor I've ever seen in my entire life. <sighs> Who's that? Is that the bad detective? 
No, the guy who's like holding the little trigger thing that sets the whole thing off and he gets oh, his yeah, yeah. arm shot. Game starting, the game started. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His performance was so brutally bad that yes. I I was I was scared. Okay. It's not like they got better from there, Kari. It's not like they It was better than right that was like straight up if I was in a movie. That's how I would act. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh yeah, I thought the acting was pretty bad throughout, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh but I had so much fun with mm-hmm. Jigsaw. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. I, I'm so, it's so nice to have a Saw movie that looks good. Yes, which is... I feel like that gets into a really interesting thing. Where, like... I was worried that by doing that, you lose... Something opera. unnameable <laughs> about Saw. Like, the griminess, yeah. the... Yeah. The the set Cheapness. design that's like velvet everywhere. Yeah. Like what happens if you don't have that? And I think yeah. like I don't want them all to be like this, but I'm glad yeah. there's one. You don't want it to go too corporate where it's like the man's making software. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know. kinda, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. right. But uh I don't get that vibe at all from Jigsaw. It feels like a Saw movie to me. Yeah. Uh yeah. Kind of not it feels like an early Saw movie. It's like before it got into like four and five where it's just up its own butt seven times about <laughs> who jigsaw is and all this crap even though that's still a major part of this movie yeah oh so good yeah i loved the um just all of these like trap sequences when it's yep. like the people with the buckets on their heads that was and great yeah the motorcycle one is like one of the most fun things i've ever seen in my life it's so stupid it's so it's so dumb. stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. I I yeah. don't even get it. Was it like why was it red? Like I can't, I don't understand. Yeah. What was, was it hot? It looked I like a know. it looked like an oven range like the <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was going on there. But that lady was hot about it. She's like, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. The two the two hot morgue people was like yeah. That was one of the most fun elements of a movie I've seen in a while. Sure. It's like crossing Jordan dynamic going <laughs> yes, on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I was into that, yeah. Uh, I loved Dude with the... I loved Dude trying to cheat. And then I loved the trap around that, which looked so painful. Oh, the leg thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't even... Most of these are so stupid that I don't even connect in any way to the pain people are experiencing but just the idea of like really tight piano wire going around your mm-hmm. legs and like tightening every so often that's awful yeah that is because i can picture that yeah and then there's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum here which is maybe i don't know i think this might be the silliest trap of any of the traps ever okay. is the okay. silo filling up and then weapons start I love it. being launched. I <laughs> love it. Heat seeking like pitchforks and stuff falling out of this <laughs> stupid shit. Knives, pitchforks. Oh There's these God. nails that fall and for some reason they fall so hard that they sink into her arm. Right. And oh they were God. aimed directly at her arm. And she's <laughs> yes. like, oh, I hate this. Uh, I loved it. I was yeah, so I on board. It, it looks cool and it's a fun, scary situation. Into it. Do you think that is the silliest trap? That's probably one of the silliest traps, yes. Yeah. The whole awesome. uh Lincoln Park guy melted onto a car seat and he's gotta like <laughs> drive the car or whatever. It was pretty stupid too. That was pretty dumb, yeah. But this was fun and dumb in a way I could get behind. And Carly, 
mm-hmm. the twist. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I did not see that coming, and I don't know how yeah. I didn't. They really set it up for you when it's doing the stupid like, let's play the flashback music and show you how this all works. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, he did have scars on his back, huh? And yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of those moments when I literally thought to myself, oh, no, I'm going to have to own up that I didn't yeah. uh, catch that. And then you're yeah. going to laugh at me. So I'm glad that we're in the same place. No, because I'm never thinking about anything when I'm watching <laughs> yeah. these movies because I just want it to like pour over me at the end. I just want yeah. it to wash over me. And it did. And the music was playing and he did the door <laughs> shut thing like seven yes. times. I keep saying seven, but that's how many times I feel like it happened. Yeah. Good stuff. And I really like the end when like the bullet is the key and the bullet goes backwards and it explodes the key. And can you explain that spoilers, folks? But I didn't fully understand what happened there. So the two of the two last survivors are locked in the room. Right. There's a gun. Right. And the dude is essentially like, uh, like figure it out. I think or like you can win by not. Keep it simple, stupid, he said. And yeah. Then he pushed his little card and away. so the yeah. lady figures that she needs to kill in order, kill the other guy in order for her to win. Yeah. But in doing so, the bullet fires backwards, which, okay. Why? Um, That's the part I didn't get. Was that human error? Did he set no, no, it up? No, no, that no. Way? He set that up okay. so that, like, a, uh, I guess it's kind of stupid because they would both die anyways, because the only right. way for them to get out was the bullet. Right. But there's some poetry there where, like, she thought she was going to kill him and then yeah. ends up killing her. I guess so. I was just kind of confused. Like, oh, I guess that was bad that that happened. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I feel like if he spent enough time, he could have figured out how to get that key into his lock. But I was thinking that as well. And, like, yeah. he has nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, he could probably figure that out, guy. Just, like, get some chewing gum or something and stick them together. I don't know. Uh, I love... The laser necklaces part. That I caught on to. Like, I yeah. knew um, what was going on there. I did not. And I was so excited <laughs> when he looked at the ceiling and it was like, oh, snap, there's nothing there. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is good. This is good. good. Because the reason I knew was because when it was coming onto the cop dude, yeah. um, they like didn't show it messing with his head. And I was like, yeah. they're going to show him it. Like they oh, okay. wouldn't lose that opportunity. Right. To show the gore. Right. Yeah. I wish they hadn't with the other guy. Cause it looked terrible, but oh, I thought it was funny. I know, but it's I like CG it. and like this series yeah. that's always been like, we made this for $20. Sure. And then they use CG in this really bad way at the end of that. It looks like a, I don't know, some sort of like alien head. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the yeah. like. Yeah. 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 I really like Jigsaw. I don't know. I was I was into it. I loved Saw movies car. Me too. That We're was done. the most fun. We're done, though. Yeah, I'm bummed. Do we have another series lined up? Do we know what we're I doing? I was wondering. I, I'm just tossing it out there. Yeah. yeah. Terminator? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not as much fun, Car. Is it not? That's fun for two movies, and then it's Terminator <laughs> 3, Terminator Genesis, Terminator Judgment, or whatever. No, are there that many? Oh, there's like seven Terminators. Yeah. No, I thought it was like four. Because they did the one with like Christian Bale, which was Genesis, oh. I think. And there was three where Arnold was back, but he was like 60 at that point. Okay. He's got the gun in the coffin. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't remember any of them. Okay. Yeah. Two is good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the one that I know that people say is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Well, I, that was my one idea. I don't have any taste buds, car. I'll eat anything, but... Uh, <laughs> That might not be Do the most fun. Do you have any ideas? Um, I'll get back to you. We'll okay. talk, author. Offline. We'll talk IRL. Carl, okay. what else have you been watching? Well, I did watch um, Krampus, which is made by the same people as Jigsaw, which oh. was like a fun fact. Oh, oh. It's Before good. Jigsaw? No. Actually, tight timeline there. It might be. I feel like they were very close to each other. Um, I can find out pretty quickly. But it was like exactly what I thought it was going to be. Pretty darn fun. Uh, Tony Collette is in it, which is just Aww. the best. You yeah. know what, though? I have a oh. really hard time oh. um, watching a movie with Tony Collette in it. Same. And not having her be the hereditary character. Yeah. Well, it's because she played it again this year in a movie, which was crazy. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. She's kind of I mean, it's just like it's really hard to get out of your head. Yeah. Because she does those like really distinct facial expressions, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's hard to not just think about that the entire time. Um, <laughs> okay, Krampus, Krampus, Krampus. Knives out, she didn't have that vibe at all. Yeah, that's true. Like new age. <laughs> oh, she's so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Krampus was 2015, so before. Okay. Because I was gonna say Oh, yeah. now I'm realizing it's not. What? Uh-oh. Take back everything I said. Okay. I could have sworn. Oh. <laughs> oh. Rewind the tapes, cut okay. it out. <laughs> Saw 3D people made Krampus. Yeah, God. Oh. Okay, well, it was fun. Okay. Well, that's about all I got. Do you think Krampus. timeline might be off, but I feel like I'm okay here. In 10 years, is The Conjuring going to be Saw the way that Saw is Saw for us, where people are like, oh, man, I watched all The Conjuring and it was so fun and they're so stupid. I hate these stupid, awesome movies I love. No, because I think the entire time that the Saw movies were coming out, people were aware that they were bad. (laughs) It's a perfect answer card. Thank you. (laughs) It's true. Whereas The Conjuring (laughs) movies, there's such a vocal contingent that at least some of them are of quality. Yeah. The Saw movies aren't bad, though. Well, no, they are. <laughs> they're not good. They're so enjoyable. Though. Yes, of course. But they're really poorly made in every single way. I can see where you're coming from, but I think <laughs> only Saw 3D is a terrible. Saw 3D is basically unwatchable. I don't feel that way about any of the other Saw movies. And I would sooner watch the worst Saw movie than the best Conjury movie. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I just don't. But we like Saw. They're bad, but I don't. If they're fun to watch and they accomplish exactly what they're trying to do, I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah, people will probably say the same about Conjuring. But The Conjuring yeah. is trying to be scary and it's not. It's yeah, just right. not. Yeah. Ghosties. Clap, clap. Uh, I went into my attic for the first time today. <laughs> I tried to. Okay. To get to my attic, you go into my closet in the master bedroom, and there's a window in the closet. And there's stairs. This whole thing is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little room is my closet (laughs) with stairs. You go up the stairs and there's like a 
piece of wood with a handle on it, which does not move. Mm. And then there's like a little cat flap with locks on it. <laughs> and you unlock it and then you can push that forward. But we're talking about a space about a foot by three feet. It's like a foot tall, okay. three feet wide. And you can see more stairs. There's like oh. a landing and then there's like more stairs, but I can't figure out how to get up there because the, oh. the top doesn't move. Just the little like cat flap part moves. I really um, want when to you say it doesn't move, does that mean it's stuck or there's no way to move it? I don't know. OK, I don't want to like pry on it because it's, you know, part of the building and I don't want to like break <laughs> yeah. my house. But I was really into there being more stairs. Yeah, going I don't up. like that. <laughs> And there's like no light or anything because it's the attic. So it's just like dark stairs going off into who knows where. Jesus Christ. Up to my attic, I bet. (laughs) So anyway, that was my fun house story. That's really creepy. Okay. (laughs) And there's like people in there talking. Yeah, you take a picture to take a picture of the stairs and then you look at the picture and there's faces. It's like a Polaroid and I'm like backing up slowly and looking scared. And then I look (laughs) at the Polaroid and there's a monster. And then I look up and the monster's right there. But then I turn on the light. I turn on the light and it's gone, but then I turn off the light and it's back, and then I turn on the light and it's gone, and then I turn off the light and it's right in front of me and it kills me. Wow. Horror movies. Horror movies. I like them. Speaking of horror movies, I watched The Croods 2, A New Age. Yeah, you said you liked it, right? Yeah, it was very good. That might be my favorite animated movie of the year. Really? Um, I don't want to talk about it too, too much. Great cast. Great cast in this movie. We got Nick Cage. We got Catherine Keener. We got Emma Stone. We got Ryan Reynolds. We got Peter Dinklage. We got Rose from Star Wars is in it. Uh, Great cast. I don't know. A lot of fun. Wait, I might be facing a problem. Uh Uh-oh. Is it the Croods? Is it because I'm talking about the Croods 2 in New Age? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Um, I think I'm running out of disk space. How do I? Delete all your pornographies off your computer card. (laughs) Okay, just deleted a bunch of files. Um. (laughs) So anyway, crudes, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. Okay, (laughs) Okay. sorry. I was just going to kill time. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be honest, I was panicking about the disk space thing, so I missed (laughs) Oh, Catherine Keener's in it was the takeaway. Oh, I love there her. There we go. Emma Stone's in it, sure. Really? Nicolas Cage is in it. Were they all in the first one? I believe so, yes. Did you like the first one? Haven't seen it. What? Watch the second one. <laughs> Pretty good. But what about the lore? The deep lore. It actually goes through the entire plot of the first movie in the oh, like, nice, first nice, nice. minute, I think. So that was nice. What service was this on? Netflix. No. Oh, okay. Carly, stop asking me where I'm watching movies. <laughs> oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, <laughs> the thing I really like about it is um, there's Emma Stone's character. Mm-hmm. And she's in a relationship with Ryan Reynolds' character, of course. Um, and then it introduces this character from Ryan Reynolds' character's past. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. And she's a girl. And it's like setting up this love triangle and then the two female characters meet and they're like we're best friends and then Aww. the rest of the movie is not about love triangles at all and they're just like good friends oh that's so nice that's like yeah. the exact opposite of how uh stranger things handles that <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh yes oh that's nice yeah i really don't like ryan reynolds though 
Yeah, and he really just plays himself in every. Or he's like yeah. not doing a voice. He's just like I'm right, or he is doing a voice, but he never turns the voice off. He's just always. Yeah, it freaks me voice. out. Uh, did you ever see Detective Pikachu? No, okay. and I probably won't. That's fair. It's not very good. Um, <laughs> what else have you been watching, Car? I watched. It's just one other I think that I wanted to touch on. Yeah, and it was. Yes. Diary of a Teenage Girl. Okay. Uh, which I've been meaning to watch forever. It's a Marielle Heller movie, and it's only one of hers, I think, that I haven't seen. I guess she only made two other movies, to my knowledge. Completionist. Um, um, I think this might have been, yeah, this would have been her first one. Uh, and it is the story of a girl in She cried the... a river and drowned the whole world? Oh, God, Jesus Christ. A teenage girl in the <laughs> 70s in San yeah. Francisco having like a, oh, how do they, they use a good term in the description, like a um, quarter to life crisis. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, she gets into a bunch of sexual escapades, essentially. Okay. Um, and all of them are bad. And it is a really, really, really tough watch. I mean, most of it is structured around the fact that she is sleeping with her mom's boyfriend. Okay. Um, She's like 15 or something. Um, And obviously he's older, played by Alexander Skarsgård. Of course. uh, Who does a very good job. Um, So that's like horribly depressing. And it's just (laughs) this thing of like... It's this girl who <laughs> has quite a complicated home life, obviously, uh, for that reason and several others. Um, and she's trying to find a healthy way to be a young woman, and it's all not working. Sure. Um, and some of it she's very aware of in the moment, and some of it she's completely oblivious to because she's like 15. Um, but it is one of the more like, understanding loving complex portrayals of a teenage girl i've ever seen um like it you're just so with her the entire time and like it it, they structure it really smartly where she's um recording these sort of audio diaries along the way um which obviously like really brings you into her perspective and she just Um, She talks in this way that's like very both, I think, very accurate to to a teenage girl and a way that teenage girls are like never portrayed, except for maybe Lady Bird. Lady Bird was like a equivalent to me where she's talking as if she's performing for something all the time. Um, And notably is really into or wants to be a cartoonist. Um, So the movie brings in like cartoon elements a lot and it works so well it is so (laughs) cool i'm not normally into that kind of stuff but it it just it feels so seamless like the colors they use and the way it looks she gets really into she becomes a fan of this like uh cartoonist who makes zines in the san francisco area i think um, so she, she takes on that style, um, okay. because she like admires this cartoonist and then sort of all of the illustrations take on that style. Um, and it gives you just enough of an escape from the terrible things happening to this girl. Um, 
And obviously it's also her escaping through them. Sure. Um, and then it features Kristen Wiig, who I don't think is very good in it, which is kind of yes. a bummer. Um, the target kind of lady, sticks. huh? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know why they keep trying with Kristen Wiig. Um, Ouch. Well, she's funny, but I don't think she's good at like this sort of thing. Um, okay. Oh, is it like a dramatic role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the okay. mom is like a drug addict. Uh, yeah, it's not good. They always um, are. But it's also like, I don't know. It's just Mariela Heller is so good at making like really understanding uh, movies where you True. can tell she has a lot of love for the people in them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would super recommend with the understanding that like it's a really, really, really tough watch. Oh. I mean, you're, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. For obvious reasons, sure. yeah. Sure, yeah. Subject matter, sure. Uh, yeah. What are her other movies? Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Aww. Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We should uh, slice this up, the last two movies. It's like, here's Tucker talking about, you know? It's like <laughs> The Croods 2. <laughs> and then Carly's got her coming-of-age uh, depressive. Yeah, <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, that's cool. Um, I wanted to talk about Wolf Walkers real quick, just because okay. I watched it. Twenty twenty movie. Woo! Didn't like it. Or oh. uh, it was fine, but I was kind of underwhelmed by it. What's like. the gist of it? Um, it's like the most predictable movie. That's kind of what hurt it for me. Is it's just you know I've seen a Disney movie. I know how this works. There's this girl in like the we'll say the 16, 1700s. Um, and her dad works for like the town watch. And there's like a religious zealot guy who looks just like the bad guy from Pocahontas mixed with the bad guy from road to El Dorado. And he's the bad guy. <laughs> and he's like, God wants us to kill the wolves. But then she meets this the little girl. Main character meets this girl who is a wolf walker and turns into a wolf when she sleeps and then it turns out the main girl is a wolf walker. And then it turns out, you know, you can figure out where this goes from there. Maybe the dad is fighting his daughter, not understanding that she's a wolf walker and is a mm. wolf. And he thinks she's bad. But then maybe they come to an understanding about how wolves aren't so bad. And maybe people should just leave the wolves alone type of thing. Spoiler alert. Yeah, like <laughs> no surprises whatsoever in the storytelling department. But it okay. is gorgeous to look at. Okay. Uh, except I was not very impressed by the character animation. It looked kind of flash animation-y to me in a way, which hmm. is kind of off-putting. But the background art is phenomenal. In this oh, movie, cool. So. Uh, these, it's by the people who did like The Secret of Kells. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So you know what you're getting into there as far as that goes. Lots of hard to understand accents and such. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen The Breadwinner. I would like to see that. That's supposed to be pretty good from the same people. But this is an Apple Plus. Apple Plus? Is that what yeah. that's called? Okay, sure. It's on there. <laughs> Movie. Okay. Uh, and just kind of walked away kind of like, ah, okay. Yeah. Which is not how, I, not how I've reacted to their other films, I guess. I was more impressed with their other stuff. So, Like the other ones deliver both on looks and story. Yeah, the one I can't think of the name of it right now, but the one before this was uh, also kind of based on a fairy tale, but it was set in a more modern setting and dealt more with like familial issues and that type of thing. And like 
you know, parents dying, that kind of thing, because it's a children's movie, of course. <laughs> so, but uh, it just had more, it, it felt more grounded, which gave the fantastical elements something to kind of jump off of where this was just like, I can turn into a wolf. And then she's like turning into a wolf. And I was like, okay, I guess, but this is all like fairy tale business anyway. So it doesn't really yeah. translate to me. So, uh, but yeah, good to look at it. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're going to talk about a upcoming animated oh, God, no. that might change the game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me pull that up. Uh, we both watched Muppets Christmas Carol, I think. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's pretty good. Yeah. It holds up pretty well, I think. There's a lot of emotion in that movie. It's so sweet. It's so sad when they're talking about Tiny Tim dying. And they're just yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. They don't pull punches in that movie, and it's pretty no. awesome. And they lean into making two terrifying ghosts. Yes. Which is so crazy to me. The big guy. Coming to know me He's better, the least man. scary one. Whatever. I think the Grim Reaper guy looks pretty stupid with his giant head hole sitting there. I do remember being very afraid when I was a kid. Sure. Because of that. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a scary movie because uh, yeah. it doesn't. It embraces the dark qualities of that story in a way that's kind of crazy to see in this Muppets movie. It would be impossible not to, right? Like, the uh, story is really both, like, scary and upsetting. Yeah, I feel like the, like, the Disney uh, Mickey Mouse one doesn't oh, really sure. dig into all that too much. Uh, yeah. Michael Caine oh, putting so work in in that movie. Yeah. No, Pretty he's awesome. really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I like young, the young Scrooge looks like a young Michael Caine in a weird way that I was really into. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Sorry, Kara. What's coming out? Okay. Come on. Time period. Um, oh, my God. You know, no. Yeah. So this is the last one of these for the year, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Is that true? Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. The next weekend is into January. Um, I mean, there's some like really notable things, right? Like this is, Pinocchio. I guess, the last uh, bunch to come in in 2020. Um, so Soul is the first big one. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, which is coming out on Christmas. Okay. Most of these are coming out on Christmas. What's Soul um, car? Well, Soul is the new Pixar movie, and here is the plot description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe is a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't quite gone the way he expected. Wow. His true passion is jazz, and he's good. <laughs> I crack myself up with that one. But when, he travels, <laughs> but when he travels to another realm to help someone find their passion, he soon discovers what it means to have a soul. Have soul. Uh, to have soul. I really hate that, and he's good because it's not... His true passion is jazz. <laughs> And he's good. Yeah, it's like, not, not necessary. Add jazz. It doesn't say he's good at jazz. It says yeah. his passion is jazz and he's good. <laughs> what does that mean? Just don't need to know that. I, like, I would assume that he's probably pretty good if, he, if that's part of the plot. <laughs> I think um, this looks awful. Yeah, you're angry about the animation, right? I'm angry about all of it. Oh, my God. Well, they already did Inside Out. We have already tackled the subject where, you know... I am a personification of some abstract concept that children don't understand, but we're going to explain it to them through this really not great movie. Well, Inside Out was really good, but this does not look 
my my problem is if this is a good movie, they are not representing it well with these trailers because the trailer is a lot of this annoying little sprite character going, look at my funny little dance. <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? I thought this was about death. I think it might be really good. I kind of have a hunch. Mm. And I'm not normally I mean, I don't dislike Pixar movies. That's an insane thing to say, but they don't normally do it for me. I feel like this one's going to be good. I feel like you haven't watched one in a long time. I watched Toy Story 4. Okay. I I wasn't saying that to like discredit your opinion. I'm just saying I don't think you are keeping up with Pixar, really. No, I'm not. I just I I really feel like I feel like what you're saying about the trailer is probably exactly right, where they just stuck all the fun moments in so that like theoretically fun moments in so that I don't know, kids want to watch it. I mean, like this one feels especially in the vein of like is this even for kids? Like, there's no kid in it, right? It sounds like, or like, no main kid. Yeah, it, it was funny you say that because I guess a lot of Pixar movies do feature children as the main yeah. characters. Now that you mention it, but I feel I'm I'm comparing it to Inside Out because they do feel very similar to me. But Inside Out had this concept that translated pretty well, mm-hmm. if only through because the trailer was better or something. Where it's like, what if your four emotions were people in your brain? And this sure. one is like. This guy dies and then he's like in heaven or something. But like and then there's like nothing there after that where it's like and then the movie happens. Yeah. Like I I assume he's like trying to come back to life or something or figure out what who he really is. And then I'm sure it'll have some like sad ending. Uh, I don't know. It it doesn't look interesting. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I feel like we've done like they just did Coco, which was about, you know, passing on and mourning and I'm a ghost and I've died. They've already done that movie in the last like three years. Yeah. Here we are again. I I love animated movies. I wish I could be optimistic about this one, but I'm just not feeling it at all on Soul. But I'm sure I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it, too. I don't know. Like it. Maybe aside from Toy Story 4, this is the first one in a while that's like at least piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, I feel like they've been in a real. Is that true? It feels like they've been in a real down period. Oh, you're talking about Onward. 2020. Yeah, exactly. 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 No, Coco was good. I thought Toy Story 4 was fantastic. When was Coco, though? That was a couple years ago. I don't know. Time is weird, but that was recently. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking like Onward. Finding Dory. Oh, my God. Finding Dory was such a disappointment. I never watched it. Oh, it's so bad, Car. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Incredibles it's, it's 2, just... I thought was terrible. I liked Incredibles 2. <sighs> just fine. Stupid. You make portals, Carly. <laughs> he can't get into the control room for the ship, but he's with the lady who can transport you anywhere. But it's Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> it I love him. Better he's better call, call Saul. Saul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I don't well, know if Pixar's you want at. a better sort of animated movie, maybe okay. you should watch the new Pinocchio. Have you looked at the picture of it? Oh, I didn't know this was happening. What is can this? Can you look up the picture of it? No, but I can make it the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> okay, good. Um, it reminds me a lot of the scary Pinocchio that we've talked about. Yes, the guy, um, the Italian man who made that movie. That's yeah. what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So this just seems like, yeah, they wanted to do it again in 2020, so they did. Um, who did is, is this the Tom Hanks one or no oh I don't know Tom Hanks is playing <laughs> Geppetto in a Pinocchio movie but I assume that's a different movie no this seems pretty lo-fi <laughs> okay this is not a Disney 
we're tapping the brand type of situation? No, Matteo Garone. Oh, okay. Yeah, this looks really bad um, okay. and scary. Is this uh, a cartoon? Uh, it's, 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 there's some CG. I, oh, it's all oh. CGI, maybe. Oh. Wow, it is so scary looking. Why <gasps> is it always Pinocchio, Car? Oh my God. Oh no, there are real people in it. Never mind. Oh my, <laughs> I can't. This is upset. I can't. You're going to have to send me the picture you want specifically for the okay. thumbnail. It just scared me enough that I had to close the tab, but I'll be brave. Geppetto's puppet creation, Pinocchio, (laughs) magically comes to life with dreams of becoming a real boy. Easily led ashtray, Pinocchio tumbles from one misadventure to another as he is tricked, kidnapped, and chased by bandits through a wonderful world full of imaginative creatures. From the belly of a giant fish, whales aren't fish, to the land of toys. And the field of miracles where dead baseball players come back to life. That's awesome. No, it's a field of dreams. Sorry. <laughs> this uh, sounds great. I don't know why we. Uh, it's funny in 2020 to be like, here's the plot description of Pinocchio. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, maybe cricket. they should stop remaking the movie that looks the scariest. I don't know. Why? There's nothing about Pinocchio that's inherently terrifying. I mean, yeah, there is like dolls that are alive are scary. That's true. Yeah. You got me there. (laughs) Especially when they turn into little donkeys and all the little kids are turning into donkeys. That's terrifying. That freaked me out as a kid. (sighs) That's coming to theaters, Car. Yeah. (laughs) I love this segment. I'm going to risk it all for (laughs) Pinocchio 2020. (laughs) Get the whole family together. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. Tom Hanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. News of the world. Five years after the end of the Civil War, Captain Jefferson, Kyle Kidd, Tom Hanks, crosses paths with a 10-year-old girl, Tom Hanks, taken by the <laughs> Kiowa people, forced to return to her aunt and uncle. Kidd agrees to escort. Kidd is the name of the adult. Kidd agrees to escort the <laughs> child across the harsh and unforgiving plains of Texas. However, the long journey soon turns into a fight for survival as the traveling wolves encounter danger at every turn. Both human and natural. People love when it's like an old guy and a, a young gal. Yeah. A little girl. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> it's really <laughs> never the opposite, really. Um, Besides bird box, I guess. Hmm. I don't. Yeah. I. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what else is coming up? <laughs> Yeah, then there's just like this string of three others. Wonder Woman 1984, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman. That's my favorite Denny's meal. On the night of February 25th, 1964, in Miami, Cassius Clay joins Jim Brown's. Oh, this is not what I thought this was going to be. No. Uh, What else is coming out? Well, okay. so notably, these are like three extremely significant movies. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman, for obvious reasons, um, some of, wait, what? This isn't right. Uh Uh-oh. Carly, how am I supposed to get outraged about which service is (laughs) launching movies if it says Disney Plus when it's obviously HBO Go Max Now TV? Yeah. 
Um, okay, so Wonder Woman, for obvious reasons, uh, One Night in Miami is sure to be a Oscar contender. This also sounds like the type of movie I like a lot. I like it when it's the bottle sort of thing, and oh, okay. it's like a conversation through a night. That sounds great to me. I should uh, I should give this an actual uh, read-through. <laughs> yeah. um, one Night in Miami, on the night of February 25th, 1964, in Miami, Cassius Clay joins Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X as they discuss the responsibility of being successful black men during the civil rights movement. Do you know who's directing this? Oh, I hope it's Sorkin. No. Show God, me Sorkin. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? It? Regina King. Oh. From like Watchmen. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think it might be her director- directorial debut. Hmm. Um, I know this was like, uh, got really good critical reception out of like whatever film festivals. Um sure. Yeah, so I'm excited about that, but it's limited, so I won't be able to see it. Similarly, Promising a Young Woman has been a movie that I have been wanting to yep. see for yep. like a yep. year and a half now. Yep. Um, still won't be able to see it. That's it's coming awesome. out limited. Uh, really just want to watch this movie so bad. This was one of the first movies we talked about for end of year stuff at some point because yeah. it was best trailer and you put Promising a Young Woman on it because they had the Britney Spears song in it. Am I yeah. thinking of the right movie? Yep, toxic. Okay, and now it's not going to be eligible. Is that correct? Uh, no, unless I like watch someone filming it, uh, and then they <laughs> I post don't it think to that, YouTube. The eligibility rules are a little weird if we're allowing like <laughs> cam rips of movies to <laughs> determine. <laughs> Imagine if the Oscars were like, "Well, I saw this cam rip some guy made." <laughs> I'm really so bummed. Like. That's just one of those. I it, it was the thing where every time I went to see a movie in 2019, yeah, guaranteed the trailer for it was playing. <laughs> yep, it's also like a really spoilable movie, and I feel like the trailer mm. halfway did that already, and mm. it's just like, oh, I just want to see it. I think next year's end of year stuff is going to be interesting. I mean, there's just going to be so much, right? Yeah, this yeah. year is interesting because. Digging for stuff. I don't have enough stuff to fill up my <laughs> list. So I'm like, there's going to be some attention paid to some movies that don't deserve it, I think, or something. I don't at think least, that's true at all. I think it's like attention paid to movies that do deserve it, but just don't get it normally. Greyhound. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sylvie's um, Love. Yeah. None of the rest of these are really. Oh, my God, Carly. I watched Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, yeah. I can't believe you watched it. That's so crazy. That's all. I watched it while scraping paint off of furniture, which I oh, think Oh, that seems like a good, yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, good pairing. Boy, I hope none of the people involved win an Oscar for that film. That's all I'll say about Hillbilly Elegy. I mean, they might. I and No, it's really kind of crappy, like, for us <laughs> that... Yeah. I feel like they're holding out so many of the big Oscar movies for early spring, which like we still won't be able to see them um, because Oscars have been moved to April. And it's just like, I want to see Nomadland before the year is up. Oh, well. Hmm. Okay, do. Sorry, Sylvie's Love. (laughs) Or no, what one were you talking about before I interrupted you about a terrible Ron Howard movie? I wasn't talking about it. You. Oh, I interrupted myself. Sylvie's love. Sylvie (laughs) has a summer romance with a saxophonist who takes a summer job at her father's record store in Harlem. When they reconnect years later, they discover that their feelings for each other 
have not faded with the years. Okay, that actually sounds kind of cute. I didn't read the description. <laughs> That's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the last one on our list here, Car, is uh, We Can Be Heroes, December 25th on Netflix. Wait, December 25th is Christmas! When yeah. alien invaders kidnap Earth's superheroes. Hmm. Why is this on this list, Car? This is like some Indian children's movie or something that snuck its way onto our list of movies coming out. Their children must team up and learn to work together if they want to save their parents and the world. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Car. I don't know, man. You don't have to do this this year anymore. Nice, dude. Are we making a new spreadsheet? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. There's a hundred. What per- if you had to it. guess what percent of those movies? On this list, of which there what? are 156, do you think are actually coming out in 2021? Boy. <laughs> I don't know. We started this in July, first of all. There's, oh, true! There are so many movies on here, and I have no idea if half of these are even real. Because it's some... Yeah. Here, November 6th, Proxima. <laughs> An astronaut <laughs> prepares for a one-year mission aboard the International Space Station. Maybe that came out. I have no way to know. September 4th. Well, I know Feels Good Man came out. Feels Good Man is a 2020. My favorite is the re-release of Elite of Battle Angel on October 30th. Remember when Tenet came out on September 3rd and there's no description for it? released inception before tenant for i don't know what reason i feel like that's a great uh we've we've tied the knot on this podcast with yeah. that yep it all ties back around hey the crudes a new age came out on november 25th beautiful guess guess <laughs> there were no guesses in this one unfortunately peter Dinklage, I kept an eye out. that's okay well kyra thanks for sitting down and talking about HBO, Marvel movies, and the Crudes, and yeah. the movie you talked about. I think I'm going to watch. Have you heard of the Collective? No, I've um, seen the poster. Maybe I may have huh? seen the poster. I might have yeah, seen the poster. Yeah, it's been like circulating a lot this week. I feel on yep. the on the boxed. Um, <laughs> and it sounds like a real <gasps> bummer. I watched the prom also. Sorry. Oh, yeah. God. The more I read about the James Corden stuff, the worse and worse it got. Yeah. Sorry. What were you saying about it? Oh, just, I don't know. I'm going to watch the collective. So all of or collective. There's no the. Thank you. So something good to report back about. Okay. Very nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something to report back about. Yeah. I don't know what the schedule is going to look like for the rest of the year here. We're doing a Christmas special at some point. uh, And then we'll probably be doing our end of year stuff. Shortly Crazy. thereafter. I'm so that is excited. so weird that the year is done. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It really doesn't feel like it. Especially because it didn't snow at all until yeah. just now. So And Christmas isn't real in the way that it yeah. is. Yeah. Christmas isn't like three days, but it doesn't seem <laughs> yeah, it like doesn't it at matter all. Yeah. Or feel like it. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Oh, you mean the day soul comes out? Mm-hmm. And okay. Wonder Woman 1984. And Pinocchio. Well, yeah. Car. Get your uh, arguments ready for those end of year podcasts, I guess. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to a lot of these categories. I'm really happy with my my 2020 ranking. Ooh. I've been like revisiting, shuffling things around, Ooh. you know. 
Is your canonical list going to be the top 10 of that list? Well, I can't divulge that information okay. at this time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you ever get into the mind game where it's like, well, Tucker's probably going to pick this movie, so I'm going to pick this different movie. The, yeah, of course. I have to. The mind game that's freaking me out is knowing which movie to choose for my free pick. Yeah. No, and that's when I have to think about what are you guys going to pick. Right. Yeah. Or which movie are we all going to agree upon? Right. Because you don't want to waste that pick. Right. Love it. I have to get Michael to watch First Cow. <laughs> yeah, I, it's insane that he has not seen that movie yet. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that can't be my pick. I can't. Oh, that would suck. Right. Yeah. Because I have so many arguments against it. I know. Okay. Okay. Well, we're just talking. We're talking shop here. We're just talking shop. <laughs> Car, nuts and bolts. Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Whee! Or Happy Hanukkah. Woo-hoo! Happy holidays. Let's say to everyone yeah, at home. A non-denominational. Sure. And if you're celebrating your holidays in a couple months, because of where we're at as a society, then welcome to the club. I think uh, a lot of people are traveling home for Christmas. Uh oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to lock the doors and turn on HBO Go Max and watch Wonder Woman. (laughs) 